Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Derek. And we would like to welcome you to Planet Bob, where we talk about the movies and shows that made their way to our little corner of the galaxy this week. Alright, so here we are for episode 19, <coughs> Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. We're, uh, Derek's not with us this week, but... Uh, Chris D'Agostino is going to join us instead. Someone Sarah's known for a long, long time. Hello. <laughs> High school buddy. Yep. Got <laughs> good shoes to fill, but I'm just going to give 110%. <laughs> and uh, if we refer to him as Rev, that's, that's also, who we're, we're talking, talking about. about. It's all part of the charm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story that I'm only the half aware of. The man's so nice of, they named him twice. There's a story that I'm only half aware of, so yeah, <laughs> it's not worth getting into. No, it's just, yeah. It's just not. Uh, it's, it's just, just not Evil Dead related. Yes, that's why I'm double sick of that. Because we're so topical, we stay on topic 100. percent If you've ever listened, I'm sure you know. I do know. <laughs> Especially in the uh, Snatch episode, yeah. the most on topic we've ever been. So bad. Because <laughs> I was gone. It's Sarah's fault, really. I wasn't there to teach her them back on topic. <laughs> you need a producer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she is. I tell her that. Pretty much. So, uh, where we start this off? Well, which, which movie do you guys like better? Oh. I like Army of Darkness. I like Army of Darkness better, but I have more to say about Evil Dead 2, I found. Yeah, me too, actually. I just like Army of Darkness more. It's more fun. I think I like Army of Darkness more because I saw it first. Yeah. Yeah, that could be too. Well, it's all, I mean, it's so, it's such a crazy premise and like, you know, knights and zombies and deadites. It's just, it's, it all comes together so beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely has better acting. And the dialogue is just, like, it's next level. It's yeah. So good. And they have extras. Yes. Yeah. And budget. Period. They definitely yeah. have a, have more of a budget. <coughs> that, that much is obvious. As soon as Army of Darkness begins, they've got way more people than they've ever had before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like this in the commentary, actual actors. Yes. In Army of Darkness. Like, the lady went on to be in, what did they say, uh, Schindler's List? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, step up, you know, stepping stone to better things. Yeah. <laughs> career starter. Yeah, Army of Darkness. <laughs> it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed right off the bat, at the beginning of Evil Dead 2, that the, the opening title kind of reminds me of Lost, the way it... It comes up on the screen and then starts coming towards the camera and starts twisting. And then you go in into the D. Ah, a little so secret the, influence on Lost. Yeah, the weird Lost fan in me noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had I just felt the need to point that out since we talk about Lost sometimes on the show. To tie it all together. Yeah. Are yeah. those dudes fans? Do you think? Probably. I would imagine everybody's a fan. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everybody is though. Like, who who working in genre fiction today isn't a fan of Evil Dead? Yeah, that's what I would like to know. If anyone out there knows, tell us. <laughs> if anyone famous listens to this and doesn't like these movies, yeah, I don't think anyone famous them. does listen to this. But expose them and let us know and shame them. <laughs> I'll be boycotting their work. That's the hardcore. I know. What if it's I just someone feel awesome? I feel strongly about this. <laughs> yeah. What if it is someone awesome? I know that'd be horrible. I don't even want to know that information. Like, live in ignorance. Yeah, it would just shatter your illusions about him. I know. Like, what's wrong with you? It's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not like that? 
What's yeah? What is wrong with you? You are the worst person ever. Yeah. Yeah, just the worst. Yep. <laughs> okay, so now we're uh, we're back after checking some technical difficulties. After after second guessing ourselves, we're back. I <laughs> 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 right, like I like how the show is pre-computer generated. Yeah, so everything has to be practical. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know if it's because we're all in our 30s, but <laughs> I just love practical effects. Makes me happy. Yes. Well, and they get a lot out of, um, a lot of mileage out of what they do, and they have to, to really think of anything through, so it creates that completely unique feel to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the it's stunts, um, I'm sure you guys found out about this stuff, but like the, um, like those blood geysers that the series is famous for, like they actually built the set sideways tilted the camera and like had him lay down and like yeah so they could just roof. dump it on him yeah so it was like of 55 gallons of, of fake blood oh my god just dumped on him yeah yeah there's in um in bruce campbell's autobiography he talks about how sam rainey told him you know like if anything goes wrong and you start to drown just wave your arms around and he's like well won't i be doing that anyway Bruce, but just shoot it <laughs> that's a good point but shut up that's like in uh team america so what's the signal if if I'm d- if, uh, <laughs> if something goes wrong, just do this. <laughs> Flail your arms around. <laughs> they can't. They can't hear that. No, but I do, <laughs> I do that every week. Arm flailing if sounds. If you don't know that reference, then you need to watch Team America. Arm flailing sounds. Awesome. Just, just arm flailing sounds. Well, didn't Bruce Campbell say that at the end of oh, which scene when they film him like going like in circles and. Upside down and back and forth. Oh, on Sam's little rig. Yeah, what, what scene oh, was yeah. that for? That was, that was when the two. evil like knocks him out of the knocks him out of the cabin and into a tree. Yes, I think it's at the very start when he's being chased by it through the woods. Uh, yeah. part two. Oh, and okay. he's like flipping around and like being yeah hurled through like windshields yeah, and stuff and like smacking that. Him tree, yeah, smacking yeah, him with smacking tree. Branches. Branches. Yeah, smacking tree branches. Didn't he break something? That was face. a that's a rumor. There's a rumor that they that they started Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell that he broke his jaw uh, to see if people would believe it. But uh, according to the internet, that's not actually true. Oh. Thank you, internet. Yes. For being helpful for the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that could be misinformation too. So that's true. Well, I it think in the commentary he just talked about how it was like super crappy, and he was glad it was the last thing they filmed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just to be suspended to a giant metal X and like spun around at some crazy director's whim. Like, that doesn't sound like fun. No. Yeah, just because your buddy thinks it's funny to smash yeah. you with branches and torture you yeah. on set. I think from commentaries, I've learned that if your friend gets famous don't be in being a director, don't be in their movies. No. Because they're going to do dumb stuff to you. Yeah, yeah. they're just going to mess with you the whole time. Yeah. Well, I think I've heard that when they pitched Evil Dead 2, Sam just said, Bruce can do his own stunts and just stuck him with all the stuff. So, like, all those scenes where he's breaking plates over his head and stuff like that are basically, like, take after take of him actually breaking plates over his head. Yeah. There's, and a whole lot of, like, the first act of that movie is carried by Bruce Campbell, like, all by himself. Oh, yeah, just house. being crazy. Yeah, just being crazier and crazier, which is, like, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I think, the, I think the evil is trying to break him by driving him nuts. Tormenting him, yeah. yeah. Because like it, can't just, it seems like it can't just take him over. He's... He resists. Yeah. They say in the commentary, too, they're talking about how the plates that he breaks over his head mm-hmm. aren't fired. Yeah. So they just went to a potter 
and got a bunch of unfired clay pieces so mm-hmm. they would break easy. Yeah. I'm like, that's smart, man! That is a lot smarter than breaking fire plates. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, like or spending all that money on breakaway plates. Yeah. Like, it's got to be way cheaper to buy unfired pottery than it is to go out and buy breakaway plates from a prop house or something. Very or true. have them made. Well, I'm pretty sure they put all their money into, like, fake blood and yeah. fat suits. Yeah. <laughs> Big blood that couldn't be read because they couldn't afford an X rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were told they had to get an R rating. Well, who's going to go see that in the theater? It probably didn't have a huge release either. I, I don't know. I wasn't uh, I wasn't around for Evil Dead 2, and I was pretty young when Army of Darkness came out. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to get in this either. But, um, yeah, the budget was... Yeah, the budget was not great for two. It was a lot better than one, but... Yeah. Yeah, but one is basically a student film. It was, yeah, I think it was like 150000 that they filmed it for. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah Which is like all part of the genius of using uh, like that presence in the wood and just chasing their actors around with a camera with creepy sound effects. It's Yeah. Uh, Which I also like because it's like Lovecraft inspired, so it's like, it's, it's, uh, whatever the, whatever the evil is, it's like, uh, it's an indescribable horror. Yeah. So, like, they, if if they showed it, they would definitely have blown their budget. Well, yeah. you can't build Cthulhu. We don't have money for that. No. <laughs> no, you, can, you just can't do Cthulhu justice. No, that's true. Although we did do... South Park did a pretty good job. There was a pretty good one, <laughs> that uh, black and white one that we watched. Oh, that was good. It was modern, but it was, it was just a short... It was, like, half hour long, black and white, Call of Cthulhu. It was really good. It filmed like a silent film. Yeah, it was done oh, like yeah. a silent film. Oh, that's so right. Really I think yeah. you've seen that. I think we talked about that, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but there, um, there's a great podcast, the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast, and they uh, frequently have the director of that film on to do readings and stuff. It's oh, awesome. that's awesome. Cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. go check out that podcast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Shout list. out. Yeah, what's that podcast called? It's called the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast. And, like, honestly, for the first like year two years of my uh, my daughter's life I would like put that on while cleaning up it saved my sanity it was like it's, it's an awesome podcast it's funny that something HP Lovecraft saved your sanity yeah what is work is very ironic causing that is totally ironic <laughs> I actually have some notes on um, the use of the Necronomicon in these films oh you excellent guys, yeah you guys you guys want to hear that yes absolutely okay Oh. Sherry, yeah, <laughs> the typical shuffling through notes. Uh, Your notes oh, are as loud as mine, so it's fine. Okay. Well, so uh, the original title of the <coughs> film was supposed to be called the first film was supposed to be called the Book of the Dead, but when they shopped it around, um, their distributor told them like you can't do that because people are going to think they're going to have to read. They're not going to want to come to this movie. So um, <laughs> they, had, they had several. Uh, I can give you some alternate titles that they had. Um, the list of alternate titles included Blood Flood. <laughs> that would be it's a good it's description yeah fee monsters what monsters fee monsters like female monsters they didn't use it uh, 101% dead <laughs> death of the dead the dead evil men and the evil dead women <laughs> and evil dead which is like they talk about the title being stupid but like I love the title is so in your face it's like what's in the woods it's evil and it's dead. What <laughs> else do you want to know, princess? It's like all of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right there. Perfect. Well, and you can't... The, the one about the fee monsters... No, that's, that's awful. bad. Yeah, I think yeah. that was just like, kind of like, somebody proposed it, they just put it on a list somewhere. 
Uh, but anyway, so yeah, like the Book of the Dead, like Raimi encountered H.P. Uh, Lovecraft in college. He wanted, he thought about making a film around the Necronomicon, which a lot of people do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so um, in uh, so like in Lovecraft's fiction, the book is said to be written by the Mad Arab uh, Abdul Alhazred. And uh, I love this quote. Lovecraft calls says that he was only an indifferent Muslim worshiping unknown entities, which he called Yog Sothoth and Cthulhu. But I love the like if he, the uh, Quran had more to say about Yog Sothoth and Cthulhu, he might have been more engaged with the Quran, but he was indifferent. <laughs> uh, so this book that he writes is called is a book of ultimate evil. And um, as far as I know, Lovecraft never actually gives a consistent description of it. Uh, it's just said to be leather bound. And it often has clasps, uh, and there are different versions of it. So it's also said that people who read it come to a bad end. So, like a lot of people say about in these films that um, you know, Raimi takes a lot of liberties with it. But really, like everything he does, the, that it's found in human flesh, that's a kind of leather. Yeah, you yeah, can make it leather is, yeah, out of human flesh. Deals with the dead. The, like, these are all within the framework of what Lovecraft set up. Well, and if you look at Army of Darkness's original ending, where he falls asleep and wakes up late. After the end of the world, like that's a pretty crappy end. Yeah, that is a very him. crappy end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the professor, I mean, he really transcribed it. Like, really comes to a bad end. Yeah. Just some floating voice and uh, like that comes to tell them like how they can dispel the evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's they never actually get rid of it. They never fully stop the evil. Yeah, they stop individual attacks from the evil, but exactly. Well, if he wrote the damn words on his hand. Yeah, <laughs> if he'd done that, it might have become better. <laughs> <laughs> or if you'd ever watched, I don't know, The Day the Earth Stood Still, because the words Bees? are... What? <laughs> what? The Day the Earth Stood Still is the one where the alien comes to Earth and is going to wipe out all, all uh, life Oh, I was Earth. thinking Last Man on Earth. Yeah. 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 This is different. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one with the shitty Keanu Reeves remake. Yes. Yes. That has, like, the original is amazing. Everyone should watch it. Yeah. Okay, now what were we talking about? The words. The words in this movie are the same that uh, Klaatu uses to stop Gort from destroying the planet in the really? Day of Still. Yes. They are the same words. Klaatu. Barada. Nikto. Yeah. This is true. That's craziness. I I'm, sh- I'm certain I've told you this before. I Probably you did. And I don't <laughs> remember... <laughs> not going to fight that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably correct. But if you had seen that movie, those words, they stick with you for some reason. Yeah. Well, it's a good movie. It the original one, not the shitty... Yeah. John Reeves one, not that one. Yeah. I didn't hate it as much as some people did, but it's nowhere near as good as the original. They didn't need to remake it. No. No, it wasn't like when they remade the thing, and then the thing is awesome. Yeah, just re-release it. Yeah. Maybe instead of Keanu Reeves, it should have been Kurt Russell. Yeah, I would probably watch that movie. <laughs> I would, yeah, I'm thinking it'd be better. Get on that Hollywood, fix it. <laughs> yeah, remake, remake the day the earth stood still again. Yeah, like mm-hmm. three years later. <laughs> Is Kurt Russell still alive? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Good for him. We hear that one, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He you still looks pretty much that. the same as he did in the '80s too. Oh, awesome! Yeah, his. He's prime for a comeback then. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had to have any moments of silence at school for him. <laughs> like when I found out that Harold Ramis had passed away. Yeah. Or when I found out that Christopher Lee died. I was like, moment of silence. Staff party. Or staff party. Staff meeting. Everyone shut up. <laughs> yeah. 
Harold Ramis. We're having a moment here for Harold Ramis. He's awesome. Awesome. You don't have to tell us. Awesome. We're aware. It's a well-earned moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the voiceovers that happen every time they have something that's disembodied, like the head that just like squeals. And the hand squeals and laughs. Oh, yeah. When it's just not attached to it. Like, it doesn't make any noise when it's attached to him. But the second that he chops it off, it, like, becomes its own thing and starts can, laughing. Can we talk about that rivalry? Because that's, I think, one of the great rivalries in film. Ash versus his hand. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and that moment where he stabs his hand, and then he's like, who's laughing now? <laughs> yeah. Who's laughing? <laughs> he's so unhinged. It is absolutely amazing. Well, that's right after the laughing scene. Yes. Yeah. We're... Everything in the room is laughing and bouncing around. Yeah. Even the garbage can. Yeah. Well, and that's how you know he's so insane, because he has completely detached himself from his hand before he actually physically detaches himself from his hand. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, his hand is, like, grabbing him by the shoulder and flipping him. Do you guys realize, like, half the movie is, like, him versus his hand? Like, it's... Yeah. (laughs) It's true. It's so crazy. (laughs) I like when the hand gets flung and just, like thunks and hits the guy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> yeah, there's a... The reason we're not... We didn't do the first one is because it doesn't... It's not fun in the same way that these yeah. ones are. It's, it's good, it's, but it's just not... It's not the same. And it's there's not some, funny. And there's some pretty horrible gore in it. Yeah. Like the pencil to the ankle, just the thought of that... Oh, yeah. ...makes me squirm. Well, yeah, like the remake was definitely remaking the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it was more dark. Yes. Less yeah. uh, less humorous. Yeah. You guys, okay, have you guys seen that? Okay, because there's a whole, like, we. I thought we had resolved this, but, so is it a remake, or is it not a remake? And apparently it's not a remake. Uh, no, yeah, from I what know. they were saying on the commentary, it, it is a continuation, but I don't understand why Ash would go back. Okay, well, here's the thing. They had to, they didn't have the rights to the film, from what I, from what I read. So they couldn't use the same footage. And all the other actors were tied up with other things or just didn't like want to ever talk to Sam Raimi again. I'm not totally sure which is true. Um, probably the later because everybody on the first set got injured. And it was apparently just like a, an awful experience. Um, so Well, you can't have safety when there's $150,000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no yeah. guardrails on that set. No. no, you can't afford a first aid kit, that's for sure. That's a, that's a Death Star incident right there. Absolutely. <laughs> so they, um, yeah, they just reshot it. But like, they didn't have the, the same actors, so he just like kind of retold it. That's the idea. I mean, obviously, if you take it as a complete movie, then um, that falls apart. But I kind of buy it because like it never felt like a proper like a like a remake to me. It just seemed like yeah. it continued the story. Yeah, but it's also weird because then there's the question: Why would he go back to this cabin yeah. where all these horrible things happened? Yeah, yeah. Where his first his his last girlfriend died there. So now he's bringing his new girlfriend there. Yeah, who has the same romantic name. place we could go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hates her. And then, and then he's That's so obvious. And then his girlfriend is talking about what are they going to do if the if the owners come back. So why why are they out in the cabin in the first place? They don't really set that up. That's yeah. Why is he they're going in this cabin yeah, that's owned spotting. by other people? I know that is weird. <laughs> yeah. There's a sign of a guy who's a keeper when he takes yeah. you, like to squat in some cabin in the woods. <laughs> what if the owners <laughs> come back? Ah, oh, it'll be fine. We'll yeah. just say we we got lost or something. Yeah, that's pretty weird. But he knows that this cabin has bad shit going yeah. on around in the woods. I don't understand. It, do- it doesn't work as a sequel for me for that reason. Well, because <laughs> like just like in the second, in the third part, like they have the whole recap because they didn't 
trust that people would have seen the movie. Right. So they wanted to just like recap it all off and just use the same footage and and just like you know catch you up to speed and then from that point on launch into Ash in the Woods being chased by the entity. Yeah. But um, it just yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel like that because of the way they had to go about reshooting everything. And some of the same stuff happens in Evil Dead too that happens in the first one too like yeah the the evil molesting tree that's <laughs> yeah. That's referenced in uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yes, that that appears twice. It's less rapey in the in Evil Dead Two. Much less. Yeah, which is twenty five percent less. Really good. And it's not That's his si- it's not his sister that it goes after this time. So it like it lessens the impact on the main character. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's good or bad, but he's already insane by that point anyway. Yeah. And they tie it all in together too better, like the um, like the. Entities like the tree being the actual entity in a physical form, which gets summoned at the end. Yeah, like you actually you actually see that those those trees and why they're all possessed. The rotten apple, I think, is what they is oh, what yeah. they refer to it as. Oh, like uh, they the, gave it to. Yeah, it was in another movie shortly thereafter. But I well, I think remember. they said they gave it to like a haunted house. Really? Yeah, yeah, close to where they filmed because they couldn't afford to move it. Oh, that's, it's just, like, that's amazing. and awful, yeah. Can you go there? Probably. I don't know if they still have it, though. I don't, I don't know. We have to find out, though. Yeah. When was this commentary made? Probably, Field like, trip. 15 years ago. Field trip! <laughs> awesome. Well, when, we, when we go to Comic-Con, we'll go see if this place still exists. That's probably... Oh, they did film in California, yeah. so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Evil Dead 2 was filmed in California. Yeah. The first one was not. We're gonna go to Comic-Con in four years. You guys wanna come? Uh, in four years, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You can count me in. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be our, for our tenth wedding anniversary. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You gotta give people lots of notice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get, well, like, like a destination wedding, you gotta give people notice. Like when we, years, well, when we got married, we, we gave them two years notice when we got married. Yeah. So four years is people good. come, so that was pretty good. It's pretty notice. If we gave four years, we could have everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole plan will be us. So I, I need to, like, put the meme up on the page, because it's so funny. The one, have you ever seen it, where they've got, like, um, Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker and Jamie Lannister, and they're all whining, like, <laughs> my hand was cut no. off! And then Bruce Campbell has a picture, and it just says Chainsaws and Isle 6. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Well, he builds that whole rig, like, maybe two hours... Real time. After, oh, it's like he's like really confident off. about it. Like, he knows exactly what to do when he gets to that. Yeah. Change like, one. Snap, 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 snap. It's just like mm-hmm. six shots, and he's got it. It's like it's weird because in almost any situation, Ash is useless. But you put him up against the Evil Dead, and he's like the ultimate hero. Well, that's because his character arc in this movie comes to fruition, right? Like that's when he's that's like true. he's the hero. Then well, he's and he's already been through the space madness, so he doesn't need. Yeah, and you know he's the hero because he can build a chainsaw arm in two seconds. Yeah, well, that's well thought out because he even has the thing like up on his shoulder that pulls the cord. Yeah, to start <laughs> he's got the braces and everything. Like, yeah, he really, he really came through. Well, and in Army of Darkness, how he has the uh, the steam <laughs> and the steam plant uh, book in his trunk, so yeah. he can he can convert his car to steam power. Yes, so he can build that crazy <laughs> engine of destruction yes. that he makes. Out yeah. of the windmill blades and all yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, it's when he's against the evil dead, he's, he's capable. Any other situation? Uh, except at S-Mart, he seems fairly capable at work. Yeah, yeah. But, but any other situation. But that's fair. Keeping girlfriends alive? Terrible. 
not good at that at all. All three movies, he loses one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how you would be at the end of the world. <laughs> Please don't let me die. Don't you let me die. You don't want to live. No, I don't want to live. If there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm going to the garage. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out. Out. Yeah. Yeah, no. There you go. Just whatever, man. I just roll with it. See what happens. You guys can roll with it together. Yeah, me and Julia will go. I'll live until I can't live anymore. Tunes and then, in the okay, car and yeah, it's the end. But I think like so. This series, like that absurd, like they just go for it, and there's so much confidence whenever they do something. Like like it should be stupid, but it's always amazing. Like whether or not he's putting together a chainsaw arm, or like inventing some like cybernetic hand for himself in the past, or just like <laughs> lashing with his belt to like catch a chain to get out of a deadite pit, like. <laughs> Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to play Indiana Jones by like with the belt, and like it never actually claims anything. You can't. Yeah, do it's that. not. It's not. But it doesn't matter because it's awesome. Yeah, it's not realistic, but it's believable enough. Yeah, that you can let it go for a movie like this. Yeah, exactly. I like that he still has like a messed up shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> from doing that scene because he's like, I had to hold on to this thing, and then someone's pulling <laughs> on my leg. Let <laughs> <laughs> you do that seven or eight times in a day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just. Injured, but that that goes back to Sam Raimi loves to to torture Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. and how it's a good thing that they're friends because otherwise Bruce Campbell would never have been in another one of Sam's movies. Yeah, it's good thing he makes awesome movies though because yes. that is good incentive. I guys, I forgot to mention my favorite part of like the the hand rivalry is when he puts the bucket on it and then puts farewell to arms on top of the bucket. Yeah, that yeah, is, that's like that is classic. <laughs> yeah, and they. <laughs> They had a fake author's name on that book too, but I oh, can't remember they? what it was. Oh, something, you that. something else to do with the hand. They That's weird. The commentary, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, I never caught that. You guys continue talking while I'm looking this up. Uh, not sure why that long neck demon makes monkey sounds. <laughs> no, it's never really fully they set up or explained. Talk about that in the commentary. They're like monkey sounds. <laughs> they why? Oh, they say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just doesn't make sense. Why That's would fair. they do that? Maybe they weren't. I always thought maybe they weren't supposed to really sound like monkey sounds, but then you know, just in hindsight, it did. Well, it sounds like they just used monkey sounds. Yeah. You know, like when they do like T Rex or Velociraptor, they take like elephants and tigers roaring, and then they put them together and change the like volume and whatever on them the to make stuff? like a Tyrannosaurus Rex noise. Yes. But. I don't think they changed anything. I think they just straight up monkey for that one. Like, they should have, I don't know, just made it lower or something. Yeah, because they have all the creepy sound effects for the, for the, when they're being chased by the, by the, uh, the entity in the, in the woods. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're good at this stuff. Well, or use something similar to the noise that the hand and the head make. Yeah. To, like, spit up kind of slapstick voices. Yeah. Well, the hand is Sam Raimi's voice. I can't find a good a good picture of the cover, so I can't uh, that'll be a mystery for the ages. Unless someone else out there is listening to the commentary and wants to comment. <laughs> but no one comment, comments on anything. <laughs> they will on this. Um, can we talk about the Deadites for a minute? Yeah. Certainly. Okay. Well, just, like, can we, like, let's just appreciate how insane like these things are because it's first of all like you're being chased it all starts with this entity in the woods which chases you and can like throw you around or whatever and eventually it'll possess you and when it does you'll turn into uh like a zombie sort of like high possessed zombie hybrid and uh, which you can only be stopped by complete dismemberment yeah which is insane and awesome and like 
has... Which doesn't necessarily work on all of them. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes it's pretty easy. It's just... Yeah. Because it, Evil Ash comes them. back from being dismembered. That Does he dismember him? Or does he yeah, dismember? he cuts him up before he buries them. Oh. Because his head rolls out of the bag. That's because he had the Necronomicon nearby. And then when he raises it, yeah. when he gets raised back up, you oh, see yeah, all his parts all raised out of the yeah, grave right. and get slammed back That's together. right. Well, yeah. and is he really... He's not really a zombie deadite because he's... He pops out of Ash. Like, he's his own person who's evil from the start. Yeah, he's like a... Does it make sense? He's like a homunculi or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's or not like a dead friend. Like, yeah. he's a evil copy. Well, I think of him as like a... He's like... Oh yeah, it's, it's like the eye opens up on your shoulder. Yeah, because there's like, like evil ash yeah. and then... Yeah, and they punch each other a little bit with like kind of hunchback stage. He's like... Yeah. Um, that seems cool. He's like... Jesus... Is like the Jesus. God. Let me finish. He's, <laughs> he's like Jesus is to God, he is to the evil. So like he is the he's basically the Antichrist. He's the physical embodiment on earth of the evil. Evil ashes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's there So he's the physical representation of the evil. Yes. He's not he's not he's not really ash. He's just wearing ash's skin. Yeah. He's wearing ash suit. Well, I'd like to know, they mean, they retain the memories of the people that they possess, right? Yeah. Basically. Just enough to fuck with anybody, right? Like, yeah. There's that whole angle to it, too. Deadites are just jerks, I guess. Yeah, with the mom singing to yeah. her in the first, in yeah. Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Either they're going to clown around and, like, irritate you, or just, like, really trip you up and just, like, turn just into really a vulnerable state. Yeah, exactly. Right, right when you're about to kill them. Which, uh... The whole thing's like this horrible because even there's possession too, right? Like uh, in the cabin, there's like a haunting element. The piano plays and uh, all the furniture animates. Like they just throw everything in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like poltergeist activity. Yeah. There's possession. There's like zombies, skeletons. Well, yeah, because like Ash gets possessed, but he gets better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he gets he gets better first when the sunlight come when the sun comes out. That's right, and Sun banishes the possession. Yeah, and then the second time, we'll go to Donnie Darko with this, and he uh, he overcomes fear with love. <laughs> yeah. Because he sees Linda's locket on the ground, and that's what brings him back when Don't he's about to kill Blondie. Patrick Swayze right. <laughs> that is so catchy. <laughs> I still say that should be a Valentine's Day card. I would buy that. <laughs> if like possessed with the locket, that would be perfect. I did notice too that on the ground that the I chain. I can make that happen. I'm just please saying. Do. I'll use it every year. <laughs> every year. Sorry, <laughs> Julia. Yeah. <laughs> the little chain. You know, on apologize. Yeah, first make it, then apologize. <laughs> when he went to pick it up off the ground, it was in the shape of a skull. The locket? Oh, yeah, I didn't the notice chain? that. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Oh. It was in the shape of a skull when he goes when he reaches to pick it up. That's a nice touch. It's like weird. Yeah. Weird little attention to detail. Yeah, but that doesn't work. And I guess it's implied that the Book of the Dead could restore somebody back to, like, non-possessed state, but that never really actually happens. Yeah, I can't remember who I was talking about with it. You, it might have been you folks. Because everyone fucks up the words. Uh, yeah. Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Were we oh, right, about yes, that yeah, when okay, yeah, we, we were, were watching this that. together? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Did something to do with coming back from possession? Yeah. Oh yeah, like the book has a bunch of different abilities depending on which page you read in, okay. the, in Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Yeah. And like uh, 
at least one of them is uh, bringing back the dead. So like you get you get a bunch of in Todd you get a bunch of cheerleaders and stuff coming back as zombies and doing crazy things. There's a little homunculus of, of Todd at one point. It's like a little monkey version of Todd. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very strange. They should just all touch butts. It works in in uh, the zombie world of yeah. Tina's erotic fanfiction. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, that's all zombies that really want to touch the butt. Yeah, yeah. And then there was that weird zombie movie you watched the other night. What was yeah. it even called again? Uh, like the stoner zombie in the co-ed or something. Yeah, something like that. It was actually funny. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be just bad, but it wasn't just straight up bad. It was. It was, the title from that. It, it was pretty <laughs> bad, but it was an it was entertaining, fairly entertaining movie overall. Yeah. Well, you should let everyone know afterwards. Yeah, well, I'll post a link to it or something. But lots of stuffs doing the like nice zombie theme, like that Romeo and Juliet one. Yeah. What was that called? Um, can't remember now. No. Is that the books like, like Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? No. Oh, there's, there's that. Yeah. yeah. There was the a, the uh, one with the boy who is a zombie, but he falls in love with a girl. Oh, um, Warm Bodies. Yes. yes. Yeah. I yeah. That, yeah. I, I was good. actually watch listening to an episode of Comedy Bang Bang the other day, and they had Rob Cordry on, who plays his buddy in the movie, like the the Romeo oh, zombie buddy. In the, nice, the, the guy movie. that just sits there and they grunt at each other. Yeah. And they're friends. Yeah. I like that. There was that other one that we watched where it's like, uh, you see what it's like from the perspective of the zombies. They see the oh! world as everything is normal. Oh, yeah. What movie was that called? <laughs> oh, that I was think so that, good. That sounds really I can't remember. We oh never, we, we didn't get to finish it because we had to go do something, but we should finish it. Yeah. And find out what it's called. And then we'll shout out <laughs> to you guys. Yeah. It's a good movie. If anyone knows what the hell we're talking about. We didn't give a very good description of it, but. No. We'll find out. We'll let other people know. Yeah. Guys. Army Darkness, I love the idea of uh, throwing Ash like into this quest. Do you guys think that his surliness is justified? Ashes? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing they try to do is throw him into a pit. <laughs> and That's kill what him. I'm saying. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought he was such like he was just such a jerk, which is like a, a very funny and awesome jerk. But the older I get, the more I really like just I can barely like wake up with my kids without feeling resentment. So I mean, I imagine <laughs> if I sent back in time and I got thrown in a pit, I'd probably be pretty pissed off. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and then yeah, because at that then point, nothing is his fault. They want him to save them, and he's like, "Oh fuck, really? Yeah, like, you guys exactly. tried to kill me like nine seconds ago." Yeah, and you know what? He already fought these deadite menace, and now he's got to do it all again. Yeah, and yeah. he's just like, he's just he just works at Smart, and it literally just happened. Yeah, like he went yeah, through he gets a portal from one and fight bam. To another. You're going well. First, you have to walk and get whipped, and then you're going to go to a pit. Yeah. <laughs> right, horse. Where you have stuff. to, where yeah. you have to kill two deadites. Yeah, I like how he's like, "This is not just though," and he's like, "Hey, Henry, dudes, you go." Yeah, yeah. Like you guys need to leave because this is not cool. Yeah. And he's obviously not with Henry because he's got a shotgun. Yeah, and a chainsaw. Yeah, and a where'd chainsaw you get that? Man. And he fell out of the sky. They watched him with fall out of the sky with a car. Yeah, yeah. I like when the knight's like poking at his car. Yeah, will <laughs> they say something yeah. about it being a dragon or something? I think so. <laughs> no, I'd be mad. I'd, well, I would be. Yeah, surly is a good word for yeah. that. Because yeah, at that point, nothing is his fault. No, and through this whole movie, Ash is kind of like, like Iron Man, like he's a jerk, but, but you, you like, like him because Bruce Campbell is super likable. Yeah, <laughs> that's the key. You got to get the right people for these, these roles. Like shout out to Bruce Campbell because I mean even. Even in movies where he plays the bad guy, you still want to like him. Yeah. 
Oh, he's... I've watched some movie where he's like a bank robber or something. He gets stuck in in a an airport in the middle of nowhere, and he's holding these people hostage. But you're still like, it's it's Bruce Campbell. He's got to be there's he's got to be like an inside man for the FBI or something. He's got to be the good guy. He's got to be something. <laughs> no, I personal hero for me. I just I love that guy. Yeah, he can't. Uh, he can be in as many bad movies as he wants. He's he's always a winner. I yeah. kind of want to watch Xena again now a little bit. <laughs> Where he's there the was, uh, king of thieves. Yeah, there's too much uh, Bruce Campbell and Jocks of the Mighty going on in these movies. <laughs> I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, and in the second one, you don't really see Ted, but he's there. He's the he's in the old lady suit getting swung around mm-hmm. with the big hole in the crotch. Yeah, yeah. If if you're if you're paying attention, watching Evil Dead 2, you could see when he's spinning around from the ceiling, the suit, the back of the suit is, like, ripped wide open. You can see up the back. Whoa. Yeah. I will be paying attention next time. <laughs> yeah, but you can't, they couldn't afford to do another one. No. It, like, we should it's, show you later the special feature where they go through the process of making the damn suit. Like, oh my god. Oh, really? So intense. They had to do a full body cast of Jocks of the Mighty. And then they built on it, and then had to do like a bunch of different casts, and they had to build an oven because they didn't have one big enough yeah. to bake it. Yeah, wow, like intense. And then the damn thing rips up the back. I'd yeah, and so there's there's more oh. footage too because it's latex; it doesn't really breathe, so he's sweating in that suit all day long. Well, yeah. and then what's, what's his bad. face made it? You said the guy f- who does Walking Dead now. Yeah, Greg Nicotero. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Made the suit or made. Like, did he did, special he did the special oh, okay. makeup effects for this huh. whole movie. Oh, wow. Cool, eh? I was cool. like, wow, he's gotten better. <laughs> well, this was, this was the starting of K&B effects. Yeah. They, okay. they came out of this movie, really. This was the first time they all worked together. They weren't they weren't a produ- like a, an effects company yet. After they made this movie, they, they formed K&B. Oh, cool. And now they do everything. They did, the, they did Spawn and... Oh, Spawn was... Good they do effects. The Walking Dead now. Walking Dead has great effects. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know that they like they met Joel and Ethan Cohen while they were doing this movie? Uh, well, the first one actually. Like, he, uh, I think uh, I think Joel Cohen was like an an assistant editor and like did the workshop scene on the first film. Really? And through that, like, you know, like they were like, oh, like check out my scripts, and like Bruce Campbell's like, oh, this is gonna be bad, but obviously <laughs> they're amazing. And um, yeah, they started like well, that's I mean, why he's in Blood Simple uh, or a Simple Plan rather. To be fair, you look at a Coen Brothers script and it it reads like it's going to be a bad movie, but it's it's all in the way it's directed and edited that makes those movies work. Yeah, because like Lady Killers on paper, terrible movie. Yeah, and and not one of the strongest. But a lot of people don't like it, but yeah. it has it has strong points. And uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Not one of oh, Sarah's favorite, movie. but uh, just a really weird retelling of Homer's The Odyssey. Yeah, you wouldn't think. The Odyssey is set in old timey times would work, oh, but yeah, it works so good. My <laughs> students loved when I showed them that movie. It's amazing. That's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did for the Dirty Thirties, and they loved it. It's appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was great how they went through each scene in that movie and painted all the blades of grass brownish yellow because everything was green when they were filming. Nice. So they had to digitally much. paint oh, everything horrible. green and oh okay digitally yeah okay yeah gotcha <laughs> outside hand painting <laughs> yeah. uh, you know some directors you could almost see it 
Well, some dude invented this paint that you can spray on grass and won't kill it. Oh, cool. So that people can stop using so much water to mm. water their lawns. They're like, whatever. Awesome Your grass idea. is fine. It's just not green. So let's spray it down. Make it green. <laughs> problem solved. That's a great idea. Yeah. Watered enough to keep it alive and call it a day. Yeah. Smart. I think so. Yeah. That was a side note, but I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> Half of our episodes are side notes. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> it's a long-standing tradition. Yeah, we're in fine form. I mean, we're in we're in episode nineteen now. I don't think things are going to change that much. No. So I like how the dialogue doesn't really make sense. So like, Ash will go to great lengths to make sure that they understand what he's talking about. So he calls his gun a boomstick. Yes. Because they won't get what a gun is. But then he goes on about, like, the retail price. It's located at yes. aisle six. Yeah. And, like, they don't have a damn clue what you're talking about. Or yeah. uh, when he tells the dude that his shoelaces were tied and he looks down. Yeah. <laughs> you're wearing armor. Yeah. They mentioned that in the commentary, too. Like, how You wouldn't even know what shoelaces are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's just got their attention, and whatever he's going to tell them, they're just going to smile and nod. Yeah. yeah. Just get this point. Yeah. Like, what do you, yeah. you mean, my shoe? What? You wouldn't understand the molecular compositions and molecules and stuff. <laughs> Science works. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, how does. I don't even understand how he understands that. He doesn't. Really. I know he doesn't. He's still laughing. He oh, just doesn't want to talk to that. Uh, I don't even know. What's the female lead in Army of Darkness's name? I've never figured that out. It doesn't stick. I cannot recall her name. You know who I do like? Whose name I also don't know is the uh, professor's daughter in um, in uh, Evil Dead Two. She's like tougher than your average uh, like horror average movie. Professor well, she lasts a whole lot longer than yeah. the other people. I love that she like when he's like, "Hey, I'm fine now," and then she swings the axe again, <laughs> like almost takes him down. That's and he's just he's standing there looking right at her when she's doing it. Yes. Like, but doesn't react until it's done. Yeah, which is I mean she's right because people like these things have been changing back into the form of her mother, like, well, you know, and taunting her. So why wouldn't she just keep swinging? In Army of Darkness, her name is Sheila. Oh, yeah, okay. What's it in Stranger's List? What's the actress's You don't have name? to answer that. Um, I'm Beth Davids. She was in Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2. She's Mary Parker. Oh, weird. Yeah, she's Spider-Man's mom. Oh, she's pretty legit. Oh, you've seen her in a bunch of episodes of Californication. Really? Who does she play? <laughs> Felicia Coons? No idea. I'm she's bad with names, episodes. Though. Yeah, that's true. You are not good with names. Well, and I haven't watched all of it yet, so there's that. She's the girl from uh, 13 Ghosts. Oh, That movie's alright. I like it. It's not great, but it's... I liked it for what it was. Definitely why. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, um, Sarah Barry who is the girl from Evil Dead 2, only did that in Chud 2. <gasps> she was in Chud 2? <laughs> I yeah. never saw the second one. But I like I like calling people Chuds. I, th- I, like, yeah. I like the way it sounds. Yeah, and people have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. Although they do know immediately that it's an insult. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. It, does, it doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't sound nice at all. And I mean, no one wants to be a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. No. Unless, bad. unless you do. Whatever. None of those things, though. I don't want to live underground. But if they're humanoid and they're people. cannibalistic, does that mean they don't eat people? They're humanoid, not human. No, they totally eat people in the... They, no, they totally eat people. In the movie, I'm pretty sure they eat people. Yeah, but is it cannibalistic? No, so it wouldn't be, so their name really doesn't work. 
Well, they're mutant. Yeah, I think. Are they mutant rats or something? I thought they were mutant people. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been yeah. a long time, and I'm sure the science isn't isn't entirely sound. Next week's episode, <laughs> Chud. <laughs> See if we can get Derek to to watch that one. <laughs> I'm sure we can. We can get him to watch any, anything really. Although that might have limits, we might not want to push it too early. Keep them on the good things for now. When we get like 50 episodes in or something, then we can start pushing the, the bad things. The things we're less confident of. Not necessarily bad. I don't want to say bad. Although there are some bad movies. Quiet tastes. Yes. I like the whole scene in the um, windmill. Oh yeah. Like the tiny little mini Bruces, or they remind me of the brownies in Willow. Another movie that we'll have to cover at some point. It's kind of like annoying and funny, but yeah. like could cause some shit if they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how he has to pry his head, yeah, his own head off of the too. grill. Yeah. yeah. There's this. There's a lot of like Warner Brothers kind of gags just kind of embedded in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, they mentioned in the commentary how there's a lot of Three Stooges and yes. and old slapstick. Well, that's all you kept saying when we watched the movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really does. It like yeah, it gives. Like, nobody else has done that. And people say you can't do horror comedy, and, and I think this is the one franchise that kind of proves that, you, you like, it's possible. We have a whole a section of DVDs that's horror comedy. Like, yeah, that's the section. But this one, like, it's scary at times, too. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, when the skeletons start, like, poking him in the eyes, and he... <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, the classic, he yeah. He blocks them, it's Yeah, awesome. the direct nod to, to Three Stages. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think horror comedies are great, like... Demon Knight. Oh yeah. Well, and then it kind of made way for Shaun of the Dead and very cheap. Yeah, stuff that's, like that. That's a one too. Death becomes her. It's kind of like that. Yeah, also in there. Like people get shot in the stomach and their heads are knocked off and shit, but it's funny. So, what do you guys think of the remake? And are you excited about the show coming out this like year? Like the 2013 or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was definitely a remake of one. Yeah. yeah. Like, they wanted to be scary. And they it, did it well. It was scary. Like, I was like, honestly, I think one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. But it didn't, it suffered from not having Bruce Campbell. Like, it was just like, it didn't have that. Yeah. That did lead. Sam Raimi direct that? No, it just produced so, it. Yeah. They all produced it. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it was yeah, they were involved, death. not as hands-on yeah. as they were. Because yeah. you uh, could tell Sam Raimi, because you can tell that he was, like, deep in it for Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's... Yeah, that's... Yeah. From what I understand, he doesn't like scary movies. So that's why most of his scary movies, except for Evil Dead 1, are more comedy-based. Yeah, because they were really just trying to figure out a way they could make a movie, and they realized that people, like, would line up to watch a low-budget horror movie, so that's kind of the where they, they put their efforts... Yeah, because it's really easy to make a, a low-budget horror movie yeah. that people will still watch. Yeah, yeah, and then even when they got a budget like for Drag Me to Hell, there's still the like weird noises yes. and the camera angles. Yeah. And, and the possessed goat. <laughs> yeah, the possessed, the possessed goat, goat was the best. Yeah. I find that's I find that's the scene that like people either decide they love the movie or they hate it. Yeah, is it that, yeah, that's that's that right decided. Like, oh, this movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I think the possessed goat and the deer on the wall are cousins. Oh, yeah. good point. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty similar. Yeah. That's how you know it's the Sam Raimi thing. Yeah. Is there an animal laughing at you maniacally? No, then he didn't do it. <laughs> and and Sam Raimi always has this almost cartoony feel to yes. his, his movies. Very yeah. true. 
which is part of why I didn't like Spider-Man. I felt like, I, I don't know, it didn't work for me in Spider-Man. I'm okay with the first two Spider-Mans, but I didn't like the third one so much. I didn't even watch the third one. Oh, yeah, it wasn't It's good. bad. Don't do it. But I felt like, well, that's that's a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> neither here nor there. This is Sam Raimi Appreciation Hour, not let's let's rip on him for Spider-Man. Okay, but I don't think we can count Spider-Man 3. Because I think by that point in a franchise, they're just like, you're doing this, this, and this. Yeah. Do it. This Make is, it happen. Is, yeah. Like, we need you to have three villains for no reason, and Venom's going to be one of them, time. and that's what's happening, so do it. And he's probably all, oh, okay. And to be fair, good Marvel. obligated. Yeah. <laughs> and good Marvel, like, had to wrestle Spider-Man out of the hands of that studio so that they can finally use him in, like, the movies that they're doing now that are awesome. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Is it Sony that owned, owned Spider-Man? I think so. that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think so. And they're, could be wrong. they're giving us a different Spider-Man for Avengers. That's right. Which so is it's good. not going to be Peter Parker. Are we going to get a black Spider-Man? Yes. Oh, no, I, is it? I, I yeah? Is that the case? Oh, I, I thought it was just so. they were changing the actor. No, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be the, the black Spider-Man. Uh-huh. I can't remember what his name is. I don't know. I've not read any of the comics, I'm going to be honest, but I've seen a lot of, like, snippets from comic books on Tumblr and stuff, and he seems like a clever kid. And he's a kid, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's a young Miles guy. Morales. Yes. Yeah. Who was Bruce Campbell in Spider-Man? He was like a snooty maitre d'. Like, oh, he was okay. Like, yeah, he was like at a hotel and like was giving Peter Parker attitude, if I remember right. Yeah. He always like yeah he always has these little bit bit parts in in all these movies. So Wasn't he? Um, was he, he? He was at the seance in uh, Drag Me to Hell, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. I feel like he has to appear in a a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. Just like. You're you're almost bound to see Ted. Yeah, he's bound to show up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's just there for a couple seconds, or in a suit, so he can, his brother can torture him. <laughs> yeah. Because if there's one person that he likes to torture more than Bruce Campbell, it's his own brother. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> that's just what you do. <laughs> I heard that suit was a nightmare. The Henrietta suit. Yeah, yeah. It was like two hours in makeup. Yeah. Two to four hours in makeup. And then just sweating it all day yeah. long. Did we watch the scene with you where he has to dump out the foot? No. Oh, really? it's gross because oh, it's filled with sweat and he like pours. Apparently, it out was of a the part foot. of the scene in the movie where you can like see like sweat coming out of the scene. <laughs> yeah, they talk the about it on yeah, the okay. uh, commentary. He he tilts to one side and it just pours out of oh, his that's ear. So gross. Just pours out of the ear of the suit. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but you would though, like it would be so hot in there. Yeah. Well, it's a latex bodysuit. Yeah, that's not not fair. breathing. Yeah. Oh, here's the panting section. Of yeah. The Boogie's finished the her bones, so she's uh. Well, oh. Oh. You're barking though. We might have gotten that burp on. That'd be good. Yeah, you should have heard the one that uh, when I first gave her her bone, she was out there. We could both hear it clearly in here. <laughs> oh, awesome dog. Gassy day, buddy. I haven't even looked at my notes this episode. Our uh, our guest is really bringing it. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> it's been brought in. I just propose you edit out all of the parts that sound I'm just stupid everything from and just manipulate everything else that I sound good. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to warn you. Dylan doesn't edit anything. Ah, uh, come on. No, stupid no. things we say don't get edited out. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the show, everything stupid that we say, that's exactly how we said it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all I edit out is dead air. It's all part of the charm. Or... Sometimes dog barks if it's like excessive, 
and uh, phone ringing the one time, and another time when we were discussing th- something we shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, everything that we talk about stays on. Well, that's fair. I guess I shouldn't expect the royal treatment. <laughs> one... You have been less stupid than we have ever been on our shows. Woohoo! <laughs> I wish we could have guests every week that just, like, bring loads of notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you, I just need to keep bringing people who spent a lot of time in university. Yeah, then I can just sit back and talk about the movies. I don't have to... <laughs> I cannot take notes. It's, it's a sickness. Yeah. Well, Serena came, like, super prepped, too. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta hear that. I... I'm dodging it because I uh, I haven't seen the director like the director's kind of Donnie Darko yet, but it's on the horizon. Like I said, I think we were talking about it the other day. If you've seen Donnie Darko, you and you understand it more or less. Yeah. You don't really need the director's cut. Okay. It's it's really just a simplified version of the movie okay. that explains more to you. Oh. But you can also read the philosophy of time travel for any things you don't get. Yeah. And you'll be able to put it together with that. I have okay. also got this thing. I link to on uh, on the uh, the blog there, where I I go more in depth with the explanation from the philosophy of time travel. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not saying you have to listen to it before you watch the uh, director's cut. Do what it do it in whatever order you like. Yeah. She uh, she was really a good guest, and it, it's just kind of weird that whenever we have a guest, one of our hosts aren't here. Yes. Yep. I think you mentioned that. Yeah. Podcast karma. Yeah, like the first first guest we had. There's only room for three. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a big room. Yeah, it would be a little tricky. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna have like five people on for a show coming up in a few weeks, so we're gonna have to find a different place to record. Because let's just set chairs up in the bathroom, and it'll be like the best acoustics we've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) That could work. I was thinking in the garage, but I mean, we'll get a lot of ambient sound from outside and. It might echo a little weird, so I don't know. Yeah, like the 300 chihuahuas that live down the street? Yeah. Or any car driving down the street? There's a lot of chihuahuas at that house. Like, a lot. That's scary. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's an army. Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas versus deadites who wins? Um, deadites. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm pretty sure they'd be deadite chihuahuas. Oh, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. That'd be scary. What if they make monkey noises? <laughs> there was a deleted scene where uh, Bruce Campbell has... His evil version comes out in the woods and eats a squirrel off the ground. Really? He picks it up and eats the guts out of it. Ew. That's not very funny. I'm glad they cut that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Often cuts are, are justified, to be fair. Yeah, uh, personally, I thought the U.S. theatrical cut was the superior of the two. I like the I like that ending better anyway. In Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Uh, yeah, the, the end, there's two different endings. And the original ending... Is That's the slept too long one. Yeah, he uh, he's supposed to take six drops of this potion, ends up taking seven and sleeps too long. But I like the version where he says the words wrong again, the exact same words, and ends up in a fucked up version of his own time. Oh, that's the one you like? Yeah. No, I like the other one. I, I like the his own time one too. And apparently, he has my teller today. What? Just that he uh, like they they tested the audio. Uh, the, the film with um, test audiences and like they just decided it was too depressing for him to have yeah. to wake up in the future. But I actually kind of, I mean, I just, maybe it's just because it's the ending I know and because um, 
you have uh, like just the, the hail to the king line uh, at the end, which is uh, I just I love that line. But um, I, I, I just love it. Yeah, I do too. It's fun, and it's not like it's like sappy, or it's not like it's like a you know like a cheerful ending or anything like that. There's deadites still attacking him. Yeah, it just like it just feels like it sets up the sequel very nicely. Yeah, so it is him waking up in time. But yeah, that, yeah, I they're like, setting up two different movies. Though. Yeah, exactly. I like them for different reasons. Like I. I like the uh, well. I like the one where he's in Esmart because that's the one I saw first. Okay, we'll call that the Esmart ending. Yeah, and then I think the other one fits better, especially if you start looking at what you said about the Necronomicon and how everyone ends badly. Yeah, that's true. Right, like in the in Esmart, he gets the girl and kills the dead ape. People are like, "Wow, look at him! Maybe he was going to be a king. That's pretty cool." Yeah, and they like him. And then in the other one life is shit and he's just like in this destroyed yeah but it's still world. Like over in either one you know what i think I no like? but it, it's it's gearing more positively in smart and more negatively i, I was ho- i was hoping world. that after the smart ending that they would go with like the world ends in that in the next movie that's how things go bad what i like about the smart ending is that like if you worked with ash at smart You'd just be working with some crazy old guy who, like, claimed that he saved the world from zombies. <laughs> and I just, I don't know, it's just awesome. He's he like, does he's have that such robot a loser, hand. you know? He's yeah. still a, he does yeah. have that robot hand, that is so pretty, he yeah, doesn't have true. evidence. That, that is of, kind of proof. Like, when he's telling his story to Ted at the end of the movie, Ted, he works with, uh, uh, Ted Raimi is a, a co-worker of his when he when he comes back to the president oh, yeah, when okay, he yeah. And he's telling him his story, and he, Ted clearly doesn't believe him. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, why doesn't he just raise up his his robot hand and crush something with it? <laughs> <laughs> just pick up a metal go- goblet or something like you did. A metal goblet in housewares. Yeah, because he had to pay for it. He he, he works money. in housewares, That's so there's got to be something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would just grab like a can of vegetables or something because it's cheaper. Yeah, or do like Douglas Renham and just start smashing things. <laughs> <laughs> That's an IT reference for anyone who hasn't seen it out there. Which I'm hoping there aren't many. Everyone um, should see that. I thought it was interesting, too, that... Uh, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Well, it's, you'll, it's on I'm Netflix, I'm you have to watch it. Alright. Uh, I, I thought it was cool that Stephen King helped get the financing for I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hadn't read that. Yeah. He's even, like, uh, in the first one, they used this trailer, like, a, sorry, they used a quote by him that it was, like, the freshest, like, scariest horror movie, like, that he'd seen in years, uh, and, like, that really helped promote the film. Right. Yeah, and then for the second one, he directly helped them. Yeah, there's a, there's a pretty major tonal shift between the first movie and the second one. Yeah. It's not funny at all in the first movie. Yeah. And it's not, it's a barely serious at all in the second movie. Yeah. There's some there's still some kind of dark stuff, but not not the same. There's a lot more slapstick. Yeah. They keep it lighter, way lighter. The gore is just like Dave Foley has this theory, uh, I've heard him say that, um, from Kids in the Hall that blood is funny and like they've really, really exploited that in part two. Because yeah. every every bit of gore is just like so excessive that you just can't help but laugh. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it's not blood colored most of the time. Yes, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Which again was to avoid the dreaded X rating. Yeah. Which they just barely managed to avoid anyway. No kidding. The redneck, I love when the redneck guy gets like dragged into that cellar and then like just be like it's just an insane <laughs> amount of pink yeah. foam like just shoots out. And, it's and a then really afterwards, blood. yeah, and then the professor's daughter is like standing right there getting soaked and then the next scene she's like perfectly dry. Yeah, they were they were talking about that a few times on the commentary. They were saying that, uh, those those scenes where they get blasted with liquid yeah. are usually filmed after. 
So they have to guess what they're going to look like when they're when they're doing the scenes that connect. That makes sense. So they're like, that's why there's a big discontinuity between a lot of those scenes. Like you'll see them get soaked with blood in the next shot. There, there's nothing on them. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Campbell's like, you have to guess, but we're never right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Although they were really good about the cuts on his face, they apparently had like books, a book dedicated to, to where all the cuts on his face were and and that kind of stuff like just to keep track of the cuts and scars on his face through the three movies yeah it carries over doesn't it yeah yeah well it's a good thing now they have digital cameras because that used to be all polaroid yeah <laughs> yeah now you get high <laughs> quality polaroids. hd images back then you'd have a have like a little polaroid like this you can't zoom in on that yeah but they might have also sketched it in the book although hopefully they're better than sam raimi's storyboards yeah, those were apparently not very good. You did, were you here when we watched the... No, I didn't see that. There's a, a feature where they were showing a, pi- a picture of what Sam Raimi's uh, storyboards looked like, and it's like really crappy drawing of a guy with a huge hand, and that was the scene of Asher's <laughs> hand going bad. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, 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 because Nicotero drew it, and they're like, you drew it too good, and it's super, yeah. super <laughs> crappy. <laughs> They're like, what are we supposed to do for this scene? He's like, look at the storyboard. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? That's the reference? Okay. Yeah. He, it's a good thing now that he can afford his own storyboard artist, because I guess his storyboarding is not great. Well, I mean, be a director doesn't necessarily mean you can draw. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. I just have, like, random comments, like, uh, when they arrive at the cabin in 2... And she's dancing around like one did she take her pants off? Like where did she have pants on? Yeah. And then she goes so she goes from clothing to no pants to a dress? Why? Because you think like if you're just gonna take your pants off that you're probably gonna get busy or something, I don't know. <laughs> or put on comfier pants. Like if I take off dress pants and put it on pajama pants. Not a dress. Yeah, that is that is a weird sequence of things. Well, and speaking of that dance, that dance that she does when she's alive... Is That's right. Pretty much, I, ju- I finally noticed uh, this time around, because I watched it like four times yesterday. <laughs> He's insane. Uh, that the dance that she does in the bedroom there is the same dance that she does when she's reanimated as a corpse later, uh, minus the supernatural head-spinning stuff. But it's all the same dance. It's some symmetry that I had failed to notice previously. And the theme plays a lot too that he was playing on the piano, doesn't it? Yeah, that's I, I guess that would be Linda's theme. Yeah. Because it plays whenever he's reminded of her. Yeah. Because even when he sees the necklace at the end, that's when he when he transforms back into himself. That's right. That's yeah. the theme that plays. Yeah, that stuff takes me a long time to pick up on. Yeah, me too. I don't. I don't. I'm usually watching the movie just to watch it. Yeah. I don't usually pick apart things like that. Yeah, it's been years for me. And it's usually, like, Citizen Kane and not Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little more, uh, more depth. Are you say you don't analyze whoa, whoa, your whoa, horror whoa, comedies? Whoa. No. <laughs> I watch them because they're funny and awesome. And he says groovy. Groovy. Why? Nobody knows. Well, I thought that, the, <laughs> that Evil Dead 3 finally wraps up Ash becoming a full hero. Because throughout a lot of the movie, he's, like, he's kind of a coward, he's an idiot. Well, in, in 2, he's surviving. Yeah. And the third one, he fi- at the end of the third one, he finally steps up and really becomes a hero. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, he could have stayed at the castle and not gone to get the book. Yeah. And there was no immediate danger to him specifically. Yeah, there was a corruption on the land, but it wasn't going to kill him immediately. Yeah, it he wasn't like everyone he... going after him What's alone that? at the castle. He cabin. couldn't get back unless he got the book. He didn't want to be there, and so, like, that was the tie. That's what got him to do it. Because it was selfishly motivated. That's and, true. Yeah. Until but he I decides mean, that he's through running. And then teaches... I love how he teaches the knights how to fight with pole arms. It's like, yeah. Well, they probably know that, man. They've been fighting <laughs> Duke Henry for a while. His one and it's the one strike. <laughs> the one strike. The ha, he, ha, hi, ha. That, like, pays off against, like, six knights. <laughs> and then they never, they never go back to it. And then it's just my a, favorite part. And then it's just a brawl. Yeah. <laughs> does seem to surprise them, though. Yeah. The, the move, yeah. yeah. The one move. <laughs> the one move that they learned. I, uh, I felt like Linda's head was attached with chewing gum. Because <laughs> it comes off really easy when he hits her with a shovel. Oh, really? yeah. And the, well, <laughs> yeah, it does. But he he swings the shovel at her, her head goes flying off and tumbling across the ground. Yeah. They were just, yeah, they've really raced through it. And, like, within five minutes you get that decapitation. Yeah. Which I, I... Again, if you're if you go through that, they're just trying to re- like catch you up. Like that makes sense. But I was really impressed by the pace. Like when I when I thought it was actually a remake. Yeah. And yeah, it would have to be a new girlfriend. Yes. Because she died early in the first one, did she not? Yeah, he, I think. So. Did he even have a girlfriend in the first one? I can't remember. He did. Because his did. sister was there, but I can't remember if he had a, a girlfriend with him. Uh, we gotta watch. Really watch I, I feel like he did because they mentioned killing Linda three times. I do not remember. I'm pretty sure he had a girlfriend the first one. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I watched the first one. Because it's not as fun as the other two. No. Do we even have the first one? I don't think so. I do not believe we own a copy. Because it's not as fun a movie. Well, and I mean, it didn't come as the Necronomicon. Because that's yeah. awesome. Our Necronomicon doesn't scream anymore, though. Uh, no, the battery's dead. Yeah. And I have no idea how to get it open to change the battery. There's no place to, no little cap or anything to pull off to replace yeah, I didn't the, think about that. the watch battery. No, they were not planning ahead when they made that case. I see it. I, I, I liked how the one guy in the first movie is like, these pages don't do squat. I'm like, yeah, except for bring the dead back and raise an evil army in the forest. And can't possibly banish them, too. Yeah, and that was in the first movie. Oh. Yeah, that was an Evil Dead too. Yes. Like, it was the yeah. redneck guy. But he wasn't around, so it's, you can forgive him. You know what I love about this film is that um, like, I've got this thing about horror where it really bothers. Because like, like, you know, there's always a way to tell the story where like the characters don't have to be stupid and like don't have to do something really stupid to, to make bad things happen. Yeah. I love that it's just like they're curious about this thing that they find in the cabin. They play it, and like because it's speaking the words from the Evil Dead uh, from the Necronomicon, it summons the Yeah, it's not it, them reading Yeah, it's the not words. their fault. Like, everything else is just a, a reaction to that consequence. I think that's really well done. Because, I mean, you, I would be curious. I would probably stop it when it started playing the weird the weird language. I might. <laughs> Having seen movies like this before. I probably wouldn't. Because you just don't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't believe it. It's, it's like Cabin in the Woods. I assume you've seen that. Yes, oh yeah. Where he's like... Just don't read the Latin. Just don't read the Latin. That's right. Yeah. And then they go ahead and read the Latin. Yeah. I like uh, in the book, it has a picture of the molesting tree, and it says, bad, don't overwater. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah, don't touch Willie. Good advice. <laughs> has Simpsons ever done H.P. Lovecraft before? I don't know. Not. They've done not in the seasons else. that I've watched. Let's see if i got anything else to say here. I don't think I think that's all I have. 
I like the little scene they did when the evil tree face guy comes at the end. Oh, that's and his cool. hair goes white, and then yeah. the flowers die behind him I really fast. That. Yeah, that's so Lovecraftian. Yeah. Apparently yeah. with the flowers, they like Sam Raimi was behind that wall, and he was hitting them with a blowtorch <gasps> to kill them. That's cool. Really? Like that, yeah. Oh, that's, that's smart, yeah. Yeah, that's really inventive. That's, that's That was one of those things they mentioned days. in the commentary. Yeah, they would just do it digitally now. They would; Those flowers wouldn't even be on set now. Yeah. Those would be CGI flowers. Like, not to be all, like, old manish but like you just um you lose some of the some of the character from from films with, with those, those sort of like people like inventing insane and ingenious ways of, of making the effects that you want that's why i like yeah. the the productions now that use a combination of both yeah they, they do that practical when they can they yeah. en- enhance with cgi yeah because that always works better i think well yeah like look at lord of the rings give them something to act against first yes. yeah like most of that movie is there yeah actually there and they're amazing. And the acting is great because the actors don't have to fake it. Well, like we talked about in our Thing episode, the practical effects in The Thing work a lot better That's than right. the digital effects in yeah. the, the prequel. Yeah. I was going to no, call you guys it right. it's, uh, it's The less you show in horror, it's, it's a rule. Like the, the better it is. And yeah. I think there was a whole like period in the 90s when CGI first came out where there's almost like no watchable horror movies because they just like went overboard and just like look at this cool thing we made yeah. in the computer and it just it just ruins it yeah, yeah. it's not scary if once you once you've shown it it's just not scary like, unless it's like tons of gore and evil dead those are different rules well yeah. that's that's what we mentioned in our I think we mentioned in our our thing episode too about uh, movies like Cloverfield where you see the monster. Yes, but you don't get good good look at it right. throughout the whole movie, and it's digital the whole way through. Yeah, but you never get a good shot of it, and that's fine. Yeah, and that that's far more effective. Your your mind is filling in the blanks is going to make something way scarier than whatever they're going to put on the screen. Yeah, like some dude in a rubber suit is not generally scary, but if you just hint at certain aspects of it, the mind fills in the blanks and it makes it way worse. Well, I think part of the problem with horror movies too, and like the late 90s, early 2000s, is that torture porn became such a big That's thing. That's true, yeah. And like you said, good horror movies, you don't see everything. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see someone get all of their nails ripped off no. slowly. That's not scary to me. That's it's just, just gross. Disgusting. Like, yeah. why am I watching this? this they're, like, I don't even care about the character. That's a problem a lot yeah, of the time. Totally yeah, most don't of the time the character is kind of a douche. Or you know nothing about them. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, so this person that I've not gotten to know, there's no character development, is now being tortured and I'm supposed to care? Yeah. Boogie! Well, Get they're, off the face, the they're the faceless like, uh, person with no depth that you're just supposed to relate to because they're there. Yeah. They're the human in the room, so that's who you connect with. Which isn't very effective either. No. I was always curious if uh, Ash had said the right words, if, the, if all those bad things would still have happened when he tried to pick up the books. Like, would yeah. he still get attacked? Would he still get pulled into the vortex if he had said the words first? Yeah, that is a good question. Would the would they all form into one? Would the would the real book have made itself apparently evident or something? Yeah, that's a. I, I love those traps. The vortex, especially, is is really cool. Yeah, the the stretched out face yeah. effect. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. And he that's, shakes his head and it slowly comes back yeah. to normal. Yeah, it's really cheesy effect, but it's hilarious. Yeah. And it just that really moment works. where the book slams shut and it's like there's just like silence for a second. It's uh, I don't know. It just it, every time it just seems like really like really 
really bad. Like, I, I I just feel like maybe like maybe you won't get out of it this time. Yeah, maybe it's over. Yeah, maybe this is the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Good guys lose. The end. I, I yeah. I don't, <laughs> understand, I don't understand why Ash doesn't ever think to write down the words anywhere. Or... Well, he's offered the chance, right? Yeah. But he's just like he's so like surly and dismissive that he has to do this. Yeah, this yeah. is such a simple task. Well, I don't need to write it down. Yeah. They're just three words. Exactly. What's the worst that can happen if I say them wrong? That's relatable to me. <laughs> okay, I can give him that, but then at the end when he has to say the words to get home, and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, again. It's like, yeah. no, you like super duper screwed that up the first yeah. time. <laughs> well, like, you don't remember all that that happened? Maybe, yeah. Well, that kind of that kind of works if you look at the him going back to the cabin in the second movie after after what he experienced there the first time. Yeah, well, he doesn't. This he doesn't can't learn happen those, again. He doesn't yeah. learn those lessons. No, he wouldn't be Ash if he did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, so the fact that he makes that like he's grown as a character, he's become a real hero at the end. Yeah, but he still makes those dumb mistakes that cocky people make. Maybe he does it on purpose because so in his be real life, he's yeah just that's a, that's a really smart good employee. Theory. That's a good theory. That's I like brilliant. that. I think that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, and then if he screws it up and there's deadites, then he gets to be a hero. Yeah, yeah, girl again. Yeah, because like we were talking about earlier, whenever whenever he's doing anything else except working at Smart, he's fucked up. He's just a fuck up. We're just a boring normal dude. He might be a really good Smart employee. We don't know. Well, he seems he knows where things are. He does. Yeah, he's really he's really a good. He knows salesman. the prices of things. Yeah. Just off the top of his he head, he knows it has a walnut stock and yeah. all sorts of stuff. And that's not even his department. Yeah. Guns that's are what I mean. Not like, I don't think he's a fuck up. I think he's just boring. He's just a normal, boring dude. But like, I hope, we in the, I hope like, in we're the show, boring. Like, I hope in the show that he's like the equivalent of like an smart greeter. <laughs> like, he's like old and just kind of a loser. Yeah, wait. <laughs> I kind of, if he's not going to be like the main person against the evil, yeah. I want him to be like a, a Donald Sutherland type character in Buffy, like the trainer. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, in the in the movie, he finds, except yeah. less useful. Yeah, he finds <laughs> the next the next Ash, for lack of a better term. Oh, God. I would love to see what the next Ash is. <laughs> I think that'd be. First, you gotta cut off your hand. <laughs> yeah, he's, Don't worry, I got the rig all set up. He's a janitor in a high school or something, and his his robot hand keeps breaking things. Totally. Oh my God, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> There's a lot of ways they could go. That would be great. I do. I like my friend and I have kicked around this idea. I've already told you guys this, but like. I would just love to see them like be on a, a corporate retreat that lands them right back at the spot of the cabin, and like some like you know like frat kids are like messing around with the book. Yeah. Summoning ultimate evil. Do we know anything about the show? We know that it's going to be set in modern times, from what I understand. So it's it's like it's whatever twenty years later, and he's still like uh, he's still in the same town, he still has the same job, and I think it's supposed to be like a blowing up like um, they like. The dead egg threat is uh, is going to take over the world if he doesn't stop it. Mm. Yeah, I think they've shown like in the camera I saw it, it was like a little trailer or it was like um, just a, a poster, but they've got like the the trees like reaching into into the like into the sky. Like it looks very much like the wood wood setting. Mm. Really interested to see how this how this will work as a series. Yeah, because like I didn't think the Last Man on Earth will work as a series, but that one's really good. Yeah, that is a good series. Yeah. We haven't seen the last two episodes yet, but we were right into it. Yeah, I've seen. T- we got them sitting on the PVR. Oh, that show. Just don't want it to be over, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's the goofy one. What's that? The goofy one. That's the one with uh, Will Forte. Yeah. 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 And Kristen Schaal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she's awesome. Yeah. 
Well, we're at like an hour and a half, so we could probably okay. wrap up any time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... That's cool. I've been out of notes forever. You got anything really cool to add? I've been... I'm out of notes. Any last-minute things you want to say? Oh, I did want to say that uh, there's one change that in the th- U.S. theatrical cut, aside from the ending, that I really liked. And that was that they changed that the lion when good ass shoots bad ash. In the uh, in the worldwide release, he says uh, he's like, "I'm good ash, you're bad ash." And then they have that whole conversation. And he's, at the end, he's like, "I'm not that good." When he shoots him in the face, yeah. But then in weak. in the theat- U.S. release, they uh, good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. That's way better. Such a better line. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the iconic lines from the movie, as far as I'm concerned. And Sam Raimi even mentions that in the commentary that that's a better line. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, they, that was the right choice. That was the right uh, edit to make. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there. I don't have anything else really to say about it, but I thought that I thought that was worth mentioning. Groovy. Groovy indeed. Very groovy. I think we I mentioned out. we were doing this show, and. At dinner, and my dad's like, "That's just pillow talk, baby." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and so you know, he figures we were between eight and ten <laughs> when he showed us this movie for oh, the yeah? first time. Oh, okay. So he he figures five might be a little, a little too young. young. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So give it about three years. Yeah. I did have a question about uh, Army of Darkness and his his war machine that he builds. Why would it explode when it crashes? When it's steam powered? It is steam powered. Did it explode? It does. It, it tips on its side and it blows the fuck up. Oh, okay. It blows up big. That's a really good question. <laughs> but it shouldn't explode because it's steam powered now. Yeah. And it's not It's not like a steam explosion for pressure. There's, there's a big fireball and everything. Yeah, there's no gas at all. No, there shouldn't be. But there's some in the tank, but yeah. That's a very good question. So we'll have to we'll have to get Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell to re- respond to this on the on the Twitter. It just makes me think of um, the chicken truck exploding. Oh, in Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, <laughs> the gas truck doesn't explode. Of all the things. All nothing explodes, and then someone just like nudges a chicken truck. And just <laughs> poof, up in flames. That was a that was my favorite part of that whole car chase. Yeah. That that car chase was just great overall. We're just we're just plugging Phil Lord and Chris Miller stuff because they're the same guys that did Last Man on Earth. Nice! <laughs> 21 Jump Street, same guys. Is that right? Yeah. Wait a second, did they do the Lego movie too? Yeah. They did. Which means that they also did Clone High. Which yes. means that they are gods. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're so, poor. Like, anything, anything they make, I will watch. Yeah. But I didn't know they did 21 Jump Street. That's, that's exciting. And 22. Hmm. Which... I, I like the fact that it makes fun of itself for being a sequel. Yeah. They've got some horror in that one. Like, Geshi. Yeah. He genetically engineered him with a zipper! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, so, uh... I guess we'll wrap it up now. Yeah, so, uh... You should watch these movies, and also Clone High. Yeah, anything Chris Miller and Phil Lord do, watch their stuff. Yeah, that's good. And uh, you should listen to some podcasts that we mentioned. And uh, yeah, you got lots of stuff to Netflix now. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back with our weird movies episode. Yeah. In a couple weeks. Not entirely sure when that'll be. Zombie Beavers. Yeah, Zombie Beavers, Rubber, and Kung Fury, which is only a half hour short. 
Have you seen Rubber? No. Oh, it's great. It's about a psychic tire that goes around blowing people's heads up. Yeah, for real. It's great. That's awesome. Makes it's got no scanner's abilities. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we're going to do that. And then my brother wants to do movies that are favorite movies, and my sister wants to do Marvel, because my sister is in love with Marvel. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, in a couple couple weeks, we'll have our weird, weird movies episode, then we'll have... A special episode with your brother, which is going to be a big show. We're going to have like five people in the room for that. Mm-hmm. Talking about each of our top three movies. Yeah, and then and after then, that, then we'll Avengers. have. Yeah. Avengers and who knows what else. Yeah. Because your sister is in love with Loki. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I was excited about this for, <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I always like having guests on. It doesn't happen very often, but it's, it's happening more often now. I was like rambling about Evil Dead, so it worked out well. Well, hey, if you have any other movies you want to ramble about, oh, definitely. We'll we've talk. got yeah, we've got lots awesome. of movies. There's no end to the list of things we can talk about. And I'll get your whatever phone number you have mm-hmm. for because I only have your parents' number. Okay. And we can make you number. a phone a friend. <gasps> yeah, that's exciting. So that yeah. was a segment we tried on the week before Serena was on. Yeah, yeah, it worked. It worked pretty well. I will I will probably answer. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's not work. You know. Yeah. Well, we're usually recording around this time, so... Okay. As long as you're not working these weird hours. Chances are long. Awesome. There you go. Woo-hoo, new phone a friend. (laughs) Do you have a Twitter that that people can get a hold of you at, or that you would like them to? No, I don't. uh, I have a Twitter account, but it's only for fantasy baseball use with following people, so it's pretty (laughs) sad, but I I never never tweet. Fair enough. I didn't until I started doing this. Fair enough. Which is why I have, like, less than 70... Followers. I still don't. <laughs> I don't like it. There's no pictures. Yeah. Well, there, there is, are pictures. But that's all I do. I just link Instagram to t- to Twitter, <laughs> and I don't ever post anything else. All right. So we'll wrap it up for this evening. Uh, we'll be back a couple weeks. We'll stop talking about that. So good night. Groovy. Bye. This has been Welcome to Planet Bob. If you know any shows or movies you think we should discuss, find me on Twitter at King of Bob. That's at. King underscore of underscore Bob. And Derek, you can find me at Lars M on Twitter, L-A-R-Z-M. And this is Sarah. I'm on Tumblr at Welcome to Planet Bob. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Welcome to Planet Bob. Thanks for listening to our show, and we hope you tune in next week.